Yes, hello and welcome back. I'm Jojo Fraser. It's time for a Mojo Injection, episode 154. It's so lovely to be back in the Mojo Cave with you guys. Thanks for hooking me up again. You're always welcome here. And this week we're going to be keeping it super real and covering more taboo topics. We're getting deep. We're speaking about... Um, a type of eating disorder you may never have heard of, Um, anxiety, depression, life after that through laughter yoga, not laughter yoga, although we could do that now, (laughs) Um, no, through um, face yoga, first face yoga chat with my amazing guest who I'll shortly introduce, we're talking about if you need to be in a relationship, we're talking about is single life a happier life, certainly for some people it is. We're talking about happiness, what makes us truly happy, how we measure success. We cover a heck of a lot in this short podcast, guys. You're in for a treat. It gets deep, so hang fire till the end or tune back in if you're hopping out of the car or you're finishing a workout or whatever you're doing, your phone rings and interrupts you. Make sure you come back and hear right through to the end to what my amazing guest has to say. So I went out of my comfort zone this week guys and I had my first ever professional singing lesson. I love singing, I sing all the time but I always wanted to get lessons. Never had a professional lesson and was really nervous rocking up Um, but it was brilliant. The teacher just taught me so much And we were going through lots of kind of keys in the piano and sort of started doing the whole, um, you know, singing sort of the the scales and stuff. And he managed to get me to go up so much higher just by working on a few breathing exercises and mouth exercises that I'd never kind of um, experienced before. And it was something totally new. And it was reminding me a bit of Wim Hof breathing as well, when you're breathing into your diaphragm. But just all these new things, it's really, really good for that mojo just to try something. He was saying he teaches 70-year-olds. It's just amazing. It's really, really never too late. So I would encourage you to just try one new thing this week, whatever that may be. It could be something as simple as trying a new recipe or walking a new route trying a new workout, going for that lesson you've always wanted or having that conversation or getting yourself a new colouring pad or a new journal and trying a different style or just something new for you. And I would love to hear what that is. Hook me up at Jojo Fraser Mojo across social and um, you can tune into mummyjojo.com for all my latest blogs and thoughts there. So let's get my guest on. I have the amazing Karen Guidar. Uh, I think that's how I pronounce it. Guidar. Karen Guidar. I love that name. I think that's a Turkish way to pronounce it. And we'll talk all about that and the exotic, lovely travel field life she has led. She's a fellow free spirit. And I was nodding at so many things she was saying, especially the beautiful image she gives us about learning and You'll get to that later, but I'll not give you any spoilers. So all Karen's details are in the show notes, but Karen discovered face yoga when she decided to take her life, body and face into her own hands and try to recover from quite a dark time that was surrounding her with anxiety and depression. 
She knew that her children needed a healthy, happy mum and she needed her life back. So she sourced the teacher and I love hearing her story of how she got into this. And eventually after practicing face yoga, she became a teacher herself and she does a lot of great work. I will also put a video live um, of some of those techniques. I'll obviously not keep it in audio because you'll be like, I want to see it, I want to see it. So I'll put some stuff out in reels and put links to that um, for you to have a wee look and have a try. So really excited to bring Karen on. Let's do it, guys. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you have an amazing week. All my love to you. Just going to share a quick little snippet of one of my favourite parts of this before we jump in and officially start this um, the show. Have a laugh. I've got male friends that I can have a good time with. I've got my boys. Yeah. Do I need a companion next to me twenty four hours, morning to night? No, absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> I'm sorry, that, that's just, oh, no, I can't do it. I can't do it unless someone so special is still to come into my life. Do you want a male companion? Yeah, of course, someone to go out with someone and be wined and dined and, you know, have yeah, deep yeah. conversations. But for me, the marriage thing, it's it's not for me. Yeah. I might get a lot of think about this, but it's not for me. Well, no, I, I think freedom of speech and you know what you're saying you know when you've gone through a tough time and you know that yeah. can just so much and it can bring so much to our character right and it can really show yeah. us what we want and it gives you time to ask questions and you've clearly yeah. had a lot of that and it's yeah. you know that again those expectations but you're saying well it's a bold statement. I think it's fantastic that you know that, though, and it's not for you, and you're owning that, and you're owning what's right for yeah. your well-being. And, yes. you know, I, I think the dreamer in all of us, you know, I wrote in my first book about I, I, I grew up as such a romantic, and I was waiting on this prince that was going to yeah. rescue me. And I, I sometimes try and work out where that came from. Was it the media? Was it all the love stories I watched? Was it Kylie and Jason and Neighbours? and and welcome to Time for a Mojo Injection. Hi, thanks for inviting me. It's lovely to see you. And the last time, so I first met you when we were both presenters on Wellbeing Radio when it was launching, and that feels like forever ago. It was over two years ago now. It um, was. Goodness. And uh, it's lovely to see you again and have a wee chat. So, that, how, how are you doing? I'm okay. Um, I got through COVID as we all did, mm-hmm. but there was many changes. Because um, obviously, you know, I do the face yoga. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I was going to tell you a bit. I don't really think anyone knows how I actually got into face yoga. Well, I tell we want to hear a bit about that. It's quite I would interesting. Love to know what got you into this. Yeah, I'd love you to share with us. Okay, so I used to live in Turkey in Bodrum. Um, I went over there to work as a first choice holiday rep. <laughs> I had a time, it was great. Um, I didn't start raping until I was actually 30. Um, just one day, you know, I'm from Glasgow. I just thought, I just want to do more with my life. I sold my house. Mm. I got rid of everything. I packed my suitcase and I went to work for First Choice like that. Wow. So, ended up in Turkey. I was actually there for 12 years. 
Um, I got married there, had my two lovely boys there, you know, like living the dream, everything was lovely. But I was starting to feel a bit stressed, a bit of anxiety, a bit of depression. And I think it was because I'm a real free spirit and I don't like being in the one place. And I was struggling with, you know, my life in general. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't get out of it, obviously. So the only way I could cope with it, what I thought was I stopped eating. Mm-hmm. Now, there was no sign, there was nothing, no signal, nothing that was saying, right, stop eating, you'll feel better. But it, I actually took this disorder called cybophobia. Mm-hmm. And not many people actually know about it. It means that you have a fear of food. So the way for me to control my life, my environment, my mind, my depression was to not eat. Now, I had no idea where that came from. Um, You know, I'd always been a really good eater. So basically, I couldn't eat anything that wasn't made by myself. But that, like, if I went to a restaurant, okay, lovely Turkish food, I would go out and there's maybe meatballs and pilaf rice and salad. I would look at it and I was like this oh what if the meat's not cooked Mm -hmm. what if the rice has been lying because i know that it starts to get spores what if the salad's not washed i can't eat i'm going to be sick i'm going to be ill i'm going to die so this was exhausting this is what i went through every single meal um yeah they would bring me out say a bottle of water so i'd be looking at the water oh what if it's not been distilled what's not clean it's out the tap what's the date so then i just thought i'm just not going to eat that makes life so much easier. So, yeah, I stopped eating. And I went from a size, I was about a 12 in Turkey. So I went down to about a size eight. So for me, like five foot 11, big healthy Scottish lass, that wasn't good. Yeah. Um, yeah, they tested me for everything, cancer of the esophagus, everything. And it all came down to basically, it was my mental health. I was stressed, I was anxious, I was depressed. And this was me controlling it. So, to cut a very long story short, um, I ended up coming back to Scotland. Now, the second I landed in Glasgow Airport, now obviously, you know, I I was like eight stone, I had two children, nowhere, I didn't know where I was going. My face had lost all its volume, you know, the plumpness in your cheeks, my lips, my neck was all scrawny. But I came to Glasgow Airport and I seen a box of, and I'll always remember this, do you remember the Mr. Kipling cakes? Uh I was okay. What are they called? French fancies. Oh, love a French fancy. And I was like this, oh my God, I'm going to eat one. Now, that was a huge deal, right, for someone with an eating phobia. I picked up the box, I ate the whole box. And I was like, oh my goodness, for the first time in two years, I actually ate something that I didn't make myself. Yeah. Um, Because all I made in Turkey was, I didn't even eat normal foods. Every morning I would make a cake from scratch because it had to be from scratch and that was my food during the day that was it so cut long story short came to Scotland so I've worked on myself a bit a bit of meditation a bit of self-care um, I didn't want to go down the road of antidepressants only because my phobia was about putting things into my body yeah yeah so, that makes sense as much as I want yeah as much as I wanted to take them to help me I couldn't swallow them so I'm thinking, right, okay. So anyway, meditation, well-being. I got my life together again, but I went up to about a size 10, which I was quite happy with. 
um, 10, 11. But my face, I was like this, oh my goodness, my face was totally ruined. Like big bags under my eyes because I had no collagen, no elastin. Yeah. You know, no good, healthy, plump fat. Um, and I was only 42. So mind, I'm 53 just now. So that was like Amazing. 11 years ago. Eh? You look amazing. Ah, thank you. It's a good light. It's just a light coming in from the sun. No, no, take, <laughs> take the compliment. <laughs> thank you. But um, I went online and I started to Google natural facelifting techniques. I thought there must be something. Mm-hmm. Um, face yoga came up. So I was like, what on earth is face yoga, right? You yeah. just think that's ridiculous. I started reading about it. I was getting really excited and I'm thinking, oh my goodness, facial exercises, yeah. tighten and tone, yeah, and lift the face. So instead of taking lessons, I just kept reading and reading and I thought, oh my goodness, I want to be a teacher. Yeah. I'm going to learn this. This is this was my path for me. So all this that happened in Turkey with my eating, my face, everything brought me to face yoga. Wow. So yeah. So but I was reading all about it and obviously, you know, we all go to the gym or well we go to the gym sometimes, right? I don't like it. Do you go to the gym? I'm in like I mean we've got a gym in our garage and my hubs is like a gym bunny. He's got a six pack at home. I'm like, he's so motivated and he, he gives me sessions and I'm in agony from the weights yesterday. Like I was waking up uh-huh. in the night in pain. He's like, that's a good sign. We'll be going around uh-huh. later. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'll try. <laughs> but I yeah. Think when you get to a certain age, like my age, I can't get away with not doing anything anymore. Yeah. So I do plan to start it with my friends, a bit of like weightlifting. Oh. I'll just need to do it. But um, but back to the face. So we go to the gym, we lift out, or you know, we lift the weights, we work out our body, and then we forget our face. Yeah. So then we're looking in the mirror and it's, oh my God, I've got gels, my cheeks are sagging, on my neck, we're on Facebook posting this picture, and oh, I don't like myself. But we don't do anything about our face, right? Yeah. We're looking up skincare, skin creams that cost a fortune, but these are only going to work superficial. So you've got got like over 50 muscles, you know, between here and there. So basically you need to work them out as you do in the gym. Um, And the difference is the muscles on your face are attached to your skin. So when you work them out, the reason when they lift, your skin lifts with it. And that's the magic of facial exercises. You see, so yeah, I've just been doing them for years now. So, do um, you, how do you teach people then? Do you run classes? Do you? How does it work? So, actually, where I stay, I stay in Kilmacombe, and there's a new health hub. It's actually opened in Quarriers Village, and I'm going to be the resident face yoga teacher there. So I'm going to do private. People like to come private. So there's little pods. So I'm going to do private lessons. Then I'm going to do workshops. I can maybe have about, well, it depends on the rules in COVID. I need to double check them. I could have 10. Uh-huh. Um, I do online lessons as well. Really? But I'm also thinking of doing like packages, like making wee videos like this. So I'm going to be talking to people and saying, right, you do this, you do that, you know, work out a routine for them. How long so, do you spend? What's the sort of recommendation 
is it like a half hour session three times a week you recommend or what sort of so there's a lot to learn and people get really overwhelmed yeah. um because it's not just like i'll show you some exercises in a wee minute it's not just like the exercise it's like you need to get your arms up your head back breathe do this do that and at the end of it you're like oh my goodness and there's all the muscles in the face so i just take my time and we do the first lesson for an hour and maybe the client will come back you know the next week or 10 days later but once i teach everyone the initial upper facelift lower facelift and they know it themselves mm -hmm. to begin with i would definitely do it four times a week for two months okay now that sounds a lot but think about it i mean i do this myself we got up in the morning we lift our phone right yeah. 20 minutes i could be lying in bed going the bank gmail twitter facebook instagram yeah. back to instagram facebook oh look at the time 20 minutes is gone right <laughs> so you could easily get up you could do your face yoga and that's yeah. it done and then it's you done. know uh-huh that's amazing that's self-care yeah and you yeah. can tell by the way you talk like your eyes light up when you speak about it so it's obviously you know a real passion and i love what you say about you know when you've been through a hard time and then yeah you get that all oh, right this is what i'm supposed to do you know this is going to yeah. help people and, and help yourself right for sure and everyone says that the minute i start talking about face yoga you know and it's because it, it does work i do have a passion for it it got me out of a really dark dark place um, and I know 100% I don't do it oh my goodness I see really negative results now for example I've not managed to do it for about two weeks because I've been studying uh -huh. so I sleep in this side all the time I don't move so when I look in the mirror I'm like oh my goodness this side's really flat and I've noticed a difference so I'm going to have to start like you know pulling out zygomatic here fixing the jaw but I can do that over three days and you know the muscle memory it'll pick up in that and then immediately you'll see the lifting your face again that's cool yeah it's great do you want from all the so tell me are you anti-botox and stuff then um i'm not anti anything but i know that we can do this a different way Without but it takes in the poison in the is it rat's poison or I don't know what poison it is, but you know, it used to be called the what was it? It used to be called the, the bovine bovine injection, um, bovine toxin. And what they done was they halved it to Botox, uh -huh. right? So yeah. you've got bovine toxin, people, oh, so Botox, yeah. But you know, there's girls getting it that are gorgeous and they don't need it in their 20s, 30s. 40s even but what they don't realize or maybe some do and it doesn't bother them just now if you continue to keep getting the botox especially in the forehead you can actually take you know it can cause a really negative um impact that your eyebrow can start to put over your really? eyes really yeah because and then basically so all you're doing is you're freezing your forehead but the main part of the face that's going to start falling it's down here yeah. right so your forehead's not moving uh -huh. what about what about your cheeks and your jaw and your neck yeah yeah totally so i don't understand it 
I, I don't get it. You know, I just see so many people walking about with a frozen forehead, but they could maybe be doing some work on the rest of their face that would help. Yeah. So, you know, what do you think about it? I've never had get... it. I've never had it. And, you know, I've had people say, oh, you should get it. It's amazing. It's. A... I feel like sometimes I'm the odd one out, but I just don't. You're the odd one out. Yeah, I, I, I've never been the sort to do something because everyone else seems to be doing it. Um, yeah. I, I'm like I'm aware my what you're saying about it, facial expressions. I'm aware that mine are quite. I'm really quite animated, so I'm aware of my lines. Like, yeah. but lines. Well, they don't bother me that much. Um, just try. Obviously, there's that part and there's that pressure um from society but it's trying to sort of come back to the values and and what feels right for me and i, I yeah. worry when i hear of you know i go on talks from a sort of research point of view to hear what's going on in the well-being industry and hearing about kids that are like 17 going to get treatments on their eyes and stuff and i'm like oh, it's not ethical people taking no, their money, damaging it's their skin not. Um, so I speak to Bonnie about it. My daughter's nine and I chat to her about it. She loves playing with makeup and stuff and that's fine. But I'm like, yeah. when she's a teenager, just really pushing on all that self-love and um, yeah, not exactly. to do that. She's got amazing skin. You know, people always said to me, oh, you've got brilliant skin. You've got brilliant skin. Uh -huh. Try and focus on, you know, when your mind wants to sort of tell you the negative and all, but you're not this, you're not that, whatever. And it's... Yeah. Yeah, I know there is pressure. Um, I don't let any of society's pressure affect me at all about anything. My hair, my weight, my dress—nothing. I usually go against the grain, uh -huh. and I just feel that's just what I do. Yeah. Like even when I'm older, I will not get Botox. I will yeah. not get plastic. Like why did you know you change who you are? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. Who we are is amazing and beautiful, but we're so often told it's not. Sure, like, you know, if we get to this age, you know, we have difficult times in our life, we get over things, we have some lines, and it, I just don't understand it. Of course, yeah. we all want to look nice because when we look nice, we feel nice, and that's just a normal thing. But yeah. I think we should all try a natural way first. Um, yeah. And then if you want to go and have Botox, that's fine. You explore that avenue. Yeah. But I know that this works. I know that I can keep my cheeks plump, my lips. I can work in my lips. Like, I know this. Yeah. And I know that if I was doing it more, which I'm actually going to start, um, <laughs> within two or three days, it will just pick up. My face will be glowing. And, you know? and how do you feel about, because whenever the sun's out in Scotland, I am out. Um, what's your thoughts on that for the skin because i always put sun cream on even on a hot winter's day i'll put it on my face yeah my yeah. best now to not to have a hat on and not have my face in the sun i sure i lived in turkey obviously for 12 years and before that i lived in gran canaria and i was in puerto rico i'm a big sun girl yeah i love the sun um, and i go out without SPF for at least 20 minutes because I feel I need that um, but I do wear a sun cream and I've only started wearing it actually 
Mm -hmm. um, usually my, my foundation has got SPF in it or my beauty balm flash has got SPF. Um, but I think now, yeah, definitely we need to. Um, and I do wear a hat now. I started wearing a nice piece sort of hat last year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because obviously our skin's getting thinner as we get older. Uh -huh. um, so yeah, I'd definitely say get the sun cream on. Hats are a lot better, especially for the thin skin, you know, around the eyes. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. How are you finding it then living in Scotland, you know, uh, compared to like oh, Turkey? I know. Turkey was amazing. I miss it every single day. Um, the life, the people, the healthcare. I mean, I, I have my two boys over there by Caesarean. It's amazing. I was just, I'm a different person in Turkey. Mm -hmm. I feel that I'm me and when I go, because obviously, you know, the boys still go for every year to visit the grandfather, the grand, their dad. So the family's there. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I still have the opportunity to go. Would I ever move back? Probably. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Um, in the future. It's just such a nice way of life. I mean, I used to wake up in the morning and the boys were young and I would open the big windows and you'd hear the crickets. And you know how the, the warm air comes in when you're on holiday? Yeah. You'd feel it. The garden, tomatoes, the grapes, and it's just all natural and olive oil, good for the skin, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I loved it. I was a bit wary of going, but that's because I was ignorant about the country before yeah. I went. Yeah. I didn't know anything about it. I was like, I'm not going to Turkey, I'm going to Ibiza. Yeah. Me there. <laughs> but um, I was like, yeah, but I love it so much. Yeah. Did so you I do miss it. In the sea, like, did you find, like, do you go to the beach every day and stuff? Yeah, I like the beach. I, I like the natural beaches with the thermal underwaters. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not a swimming pool person. And Bodrum's got so much green, it's like Scotland. Um, and, and it's amazing, like, you've got all these village ladies that are, they've got their own little, like, cafes by the side of the road, and they're making, it's called burek, and it's pastry. They make, like, fresh pastry, they put in spinach, white cheese, olives, oh. in the oven, slice it in Turkish tea. Oh, I mean, oh. you know. It beats yeah. like Cocoa Pops any day. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny though, because I've spoken to people who've been in these idyllic places and, you know, you, you think, especially sometimes living in Scotland, should we embrace more of that sea life? Should we travel more? Should we do this? Should we do that? But with mental health, you know, you were saying you started to feel lost and yeah. can you think of the sort of trigger for that, looking back on that? I, yeah, yeah. I... Although my husband was amazing and everything was fine, my life, it's me as a person. I am I'm such a free spirit. I need freedom. And all of a sudden I was married with my two lovely boys. And I was like, whoa, you know, it's I didn't it's just not me. The boys, yeah. I mean, the boys are here, one's 19, one's 15. Um for me, I like to be on my own. <laughs> um, I've got my, you know, I, I'm doing a degree for art history, Scottish castles, writing. I do my meditation. I see my friends. I do my reading, my face yoga. I go to Scotland, my nature. But I'm quite an introvert. Uh -huh. Okay. And I like to be, when I'm with myself, I think I write all my good ideas, my self-care. 
you know, I, my boys are fine now. I've done a brilliant job with them. Amazing. So for, for me, it was about, I think it was just about being on more. And yes, sure, I like some company. Uh -huh. But I think it for me, I wasn't good with the, the commitment of being. You know, I, I absolutely love your honesty there and what you say, because marriage perhaps isn't for everyone. You know, it's a... It's a journey and, you know, you're obviously like an independent person as well. And yeah. do you feel that's just who you are then as opposed to, oh, maybe if you met someone else, you would change your mind or do, are you? Oh, it's such a good question. <laughs> um, when I was about five, six, I was the girl that got the books books, books here, I've got loads of books behind me, it's just all books, reading adventures, getting lost in this story, uh -huh. then everyone else is with their families, I have my, my family obviously, but for me I was always taking a step back, taking a step back, yeah. then I was forced independent, my mum died when I was 15, I had to take over from my sister, you know she died within three months, it was like boom, so I had to be independent. Yeah. Um, then I lost my dad, I lost all my family, so I've had to force, really the independence has been forced on me, but I'm fiercely independent. Yeah. And I think now for me to meet someone, well, say like marriage, well, say going back to marriage, this is what I think, okay, just my opinion. I think when we meet someone, we're a different person and we learn and we grow. And for me, I learned, I grew up, became ill, I moved on. There's so much to do in the world. And I think a lot of people stay in marriages that they're not happy with, but they think they need to stay and settle because the house, the kids, the job. Mm -hmm. But I don't want to be lying on my deathbed thinking, what if, what if, you know, like, because you're gone, you're gone. And, you know, I don't want my inner spirits saying, you had this chance, you had this chance. You know, like, why didn't you take it? Why didn't you do that? Yeah. So, for me, will I meet someone? Uh, I don't, I thought it was a strange question. Yeah, hopefully I want someone in my life that, you know, there's, there's, yeah. <laughs> it's a hard one. I'm, I'm, it's, it's a hard one. You seem, you know, really happy and, and um, sure of your values and obviously with experience as well. And the more we go through, we... Yeah. You know, and talking about that inner child that never really goes, that that spirit, and it's so yeah. important. And and I guess it's just knowing what's right for you, and as you uh, not comparing or thinking about the pressures. You know, we've spoken about the pressures on society to oh, everyone gets Botox or stuff that you hear. Yeah, well, it's not everyone yeah. does, but you know, uh, and oh. It, getting married that's just what's expected and it's expected yes and that's not good that's when i go against the grain like who says we need to get married who said who started it right <laughs> <laughs> it's a powerful you know? question powerful question i mean and it's, expectation. it's tricky as well because like companionship can come in so many forms right and because yeah. we all yes. need connection but then we all need connection. Mm -hmm. yep. connection works for you as well you know it's true. this is a really great topic actually I'm really passionate about this and it's because like so I'm 53 
I'm not in a relationship um, and I'm really happy because I don't need to worry about someone else mm -hmm. um, and the fact that a male, you know, is he doing this? Is he doing that? Am I distrusting? Can I trust him? Blah, blah, blah. So I'm now at the stage that, okay, I can buy myself flowers, take myself out to dinner, go with my friends, buy chocolates, right? Uh -huh, I can, yeah. I've got, you know, my girlfriends that we sit and have a laugh. I've got male friends that I can have a good time with. I've got my boys. Yeah. Do I need a companion next to me 24 hours morning to night? No, absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> I'm sorry that that's just oh no I can't do it I can't do it unless someone so special is still to come into my life do I want a male companion yeah of course someone to go out with someone and be wined and dined and you know have yeah, deep yeah. conversations but for me the marriage thing it's it's not for me yeah I might get a lot of sick about this but it's not for me well no I I think freedom of speech and you know what what you're saying you know when you've gone through a tough time and you know that yeah. can teach us so much and it can bring so much to our character right and it can really show yeah. us what we want and it gives you time to ask questions and you've clearly yeah. had a lot of that and it's yeah. you know that again those expectations but you're saying well it's a bold statement. I think it's fantastic that you know that though, and it's not for you and you're owning that and you're owning what's right for yeah. your well-being. And, yes. you know, I, I think the dreamer in all of us, you know, I wrote in my first book about, I, I, I grew up as such a romantic and I was waiting on this prince that was going to yeah. rescue me. And I, I sometimes try and work out where that came from. Was it the media? Was it all the love stories I watched? Was it Kylie and Jason and neighbors? and all the videos and the romance and, and the dreamer, dreamer in me about that this is perfect, amazing person that's going to come and do this. And then yeah. pressure on people and all these people. Yeah. Is, this the prince? is this the prince? Is this the prince? And then I meet my husband and I'm going, the chapter, I think it's chapter seven of my book, my husband is not my prince. And I meet the prince and I'm like, oh, this is amazing. And then he does something wrong and I'm like, ah, oh, what, what? What? But the prince, the prince, and yeah, the expectation. Yeah. And you know, I, I remember doing a video, and I had this box of milk tray, and I'm like, on the two thing, like what you're saying about buying yourself chocolates. I put two Jojo from Jojo, and it was like uh -huh. very much, you know, an advocate for taking yourself out for dinner or yeah, your, buying yourself chocolates, buying yourself flowers, not having to wait for no. a prince or a princess to always be the one showing you no. that doing little things if you can do one thing for yourself every day whether that's sitting in the sun with a coffee just writing notes or taking time to enjoy something you love yeah buying some flowers and appreciating them or just do one thing every day if you don't have time every day to do one thing for you yeah. but then these pressures and these expectations oh you're a mum you shouldn't be doing that uh, no yeah like, exactly it's to see me doing things for me yeah and it's not yeah. selfish no and you'll get to a stage that so now i've brought my boys up on my own for 12 years i've no one beside me i've done it all by myself i've struggled i've cried i've had tantrums i've had sleepless nights and 
obviously because the father lives abroad so it's been Karen and her boys and now I'm like oh I've done it like oh my goodness so now it's time for me um for example on Friday I'm going to take myself through to Edinburgh and I'm going to the Van Gogh gallery you know how you've got the yeah so I'm a big Van Gogh fan so I'm going to get up in the morning and the boys are going to school you know and I'm going to go to see Van Gogh myself yeah I want to yeah you know and enjoy and, that relationship I mean yeah enjoy that time with yourself learn to you know enjoy your own company and, and enjoy your own thoughts and find that balance that that works for you you know it's a really healthy thing yeah and you know i could go with my friends or says to my youngest son we'll go the following week but for the first week i want to go myself so i just want to take in the wonder because i'm studying van gogh as well so i want to take in this wonder and enjoy it and then someone else can come with me the next time yeah no i I love that though and it's it's owning that right and, and yeah. sometimes again society or these pressures can make you feel a bit weird for wanting to yeah you know, I wanted to book a spaddy just for myself recently and like oh no but we do the lunch package for two and I'm going oh, I just want to come on my own and just chill maybe yeah. have a break and, and just really have silence exactly like we need to remember that people need <laughs> I certainly find yeah. even more so when I was a mom and life is so noisy and you give so much of yourself sometimes you just mm-hmm. really crave that space and I think as well people mm-hmm. like us quite bubbly kind of extrovert tight personalities but actually I'm a yeah. massive introvert as well so we make these assumptions yeah. about people oh they'll just want to be around people all the time but sometimes that is so true I, yeah because people think you know, I'm an extrovert. I used to be maybe, no, I don't know, I don't think so. But now, like, I, I am a real introvert. You know, I'm quite happy. Like, after we talk, I'll maybe go to the park. I've got studying. I'll sit myself with my books and a coffee and take in everything. Like, yeah. you know, I just, and I just think now, like, because I've been on one for so long, um, just talking about, like, partners and husbands, so... At my age, I've still got so much I want to do. You know, I want to do the Italian weekends and go here and there. But right now, like, what could a man bring into my life just now? Because I've done it all for the past 12 years on my own. And I'm not against men. I love men, right? I'm just talking about me having a partner 24 hours. It's not for me right now. Yeah, no, and you're owning that. I think that is brilliant. So what uh makes you happy then what makes karen happy tell us inspire us okay what makes me happy so okay i was going to say this is a different question it's not so for years and years and years i've been sort of seeking this happiness like you know how you think you're happy you think you've got everything but deep 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 down you've got a real aching pain like something's missing mm-hmm. And you're maybe looking for it in another person in that person and then you realize that people say oh no you've got to find it in yourself it's all about inner peace and it actually is it really is so what makes me happy now apart from obviously my boys my family for me is alert is learning now this sounds really silly but bear with me so my whole life when i was out 
doing even my raping out with my friends, going to clubs and bars, and I felt a little bit different. I didn't want to be there. So all my interests my whole life has been art, museums, architects, learning, history. So I went through my whole life with these interests. But as I was saying, when COVID came and I start, I thought I'm going to, you know, enroll for a degree. So all my interests are in my degree. So when I'm when I'm studying, I'm so happy. I'm in my happy place. It takes my stress away even though I'm under pressure. So like, say like here, I'm not going to show you because it's untidy. So I've got my working desk. (laughs) So it's a big old fashioned wooden desk with my chair and I've got my lamps and my candles and my plants, my studies, everything at the big window. So I sit there and that's where I do my studies every day. I'm incredibly happy because I'm learning something I'm interested about. Yeah. Yeah. Before I thought it was, yeah, I'll go and get my hair done or put a makeup, a clothes. Now I know that it's everything that I'm learning for me mm-hmm. that I'm then going to go and maybe, you know, I'm going to maybe do a job, freelance writing. I'll write about art history. So this makes me happy. I love that. Um, yeah. You know, so it's not all outward. It actually is inward now for me. Yeah, that makes that's, sense. That's amazing. I relate to that so much, and I, I just got this lovely vision of you sitting at the big table, uh, and and I, I felt joy when you were saying that. I, I felt myself just there, feeling so content. I could really uh-huh. feel that, and and yeah, I'm totally with uh-huh. you. That's, I think you have Well, definitely agree. I think curiosity. I've always been so inquisitive, so inquisitive. Uh-huh and I love learning and growing and feeling like you know yeah just feeling like I'm becoming a better person and knowledge it's all knowledge yeah just knowledge and and also just being a big kid you know just being a big kid just singing and singing like just because I love it and getting others to sing and uh, and cold water oh my goodness just nature just no i've watched you in your videos and i think i don't think i could do that the cold water thing <gasps> it's good it, for your skin though it's just such a beautiful buzz and you know yeah. i mean the swim on monday was delightful because the sun was beaming down the water was flat but i've had amazing buzz you know just doing it in the rain and, and the gray clouds but just that yeah just surrendering to nature and just just the freedom you know and it's boring boring. travel i've missed travel Uh, i know i've missed that but and just my as you see the kids they just bring so much joy and i just um nice watching them isn't it and seeing what your hard work yeah seeing when they're nice people you know like seeing them do something really kind and I'm just like yes or repeating something that perhaps I've taught them that they're just yeah so many things though I could I mean happiness has always been my measure of success but obviously I'm also aware that we all have bad days and we all have struggles a lot yeah. always trying to find a positive you know in the darkest times as well I just I think sure. if we can see lessons as a 
they're there to teach us something so easy to become bitter or to become negative and I just always trying to bring myself back to that curiosity and that kind of yeah positivity as much as possible I think and it's difficult it's it's difficult like it's okay for people to say yeah wake up and look at yourself and go I am amazing I am this that's really difficult right when you're not in a good place yeah of course totally yeah totally difficult I mean a couple of months ago I was waking up every morning and I'd look at the time I'd like oh here we go another day but I was in a you know I was a bit lower than I am now so I still struggle a lot I do struggle a lot I'm not like like oh my goodness god like this all the time I can go down but then I think you need to embrace it and not look for a way out immediately. Yeah. I think you just go with it, yeah. Yeah, accept, then, accept it. Mm-hmm. For a yes. bit, obviously, there's a, I think yes, for there's me, a line. there's a line and you're even allowed to sort of wallow a little bit and be like, oh, yeah. but yeah. then like, right, okay. And, and remembering that it won't last, you know, there's a way out of it and it, and yeah. it, having a massive toolkit of things for that mm-hmm. work for you having a massive toolkit you know my lowest times when I was in recovery and stuck at home with lockdown and stuff I mean there was great yeah. days there was bad days but when the anxiety would really come I remember just being like cold water will lift me mm-hmm. it did good. good having a massive list though of things um, uh-huh. we all need a list of things that we know can lift us out of that too once it gets to the point where you're like right okay enough is enough let's just uh <laughs> but true, and everyone's different and that's why you know we can't all just do a bit of yoga or do a mantra or write it's not like that because you can't be bothered doing that yeah. so you do need to you see you have your toolkit don't you yeah um, and your friends as well. Like I've got a really, really good friend who I just love her to bits and we laugh. So I love to laugh, yeah. as in barely laughing and we have such a good time. Oh, and if you've got a friend like that who can totally lift your spirits, then, yeah. you so, know, that's... So important. You're on the totally. And Wrong just another wee question. Uh, best piece of advice you've ever had or a piece of advice that's stuck with you? Oh, goodness me. Oh, my goodness. Quite a hard one, isn't it? It is a hard one. I might not even have came across it yet. Oh, I like that. Aha. But I think for me, I think not to look to someone else for inspiration. Although I do, hold on, I'm going to try and fit this into words. If someone says to me, who, who's your great, who's the person you look at to inspire you? Yeah. I would need to say myself. Mm-hmm. The only reason I'm saying that is because it's me that's brought me to where I am now. Yeah. And I'm still not where I want to be. Like, I might sound like, oh my God, Karen's got a great life. It's not like that. I've had struggles since a young age. Losing my mum, losing my dad, losing this, my eating disorder, this, that, single mum, 12 years, blah, blah, blah. So I think to always just listen to yourself and your gut, because your gut's never wrong. 
even though I've, I go against my gut a lot and I suffer the consequences oh, because hard. yeah because I want it to be something mm-hmm. but my gut's always right telling me it's not yeah that's love, a good one isn't it? I love what you say about you have been the one that's got you through that at the end of the day yeah support yeah. is great but we do things on our own like we we have to yeah we have to not down to anyone else it's down to us we have to work to heal we have to get Mm -hmm. back again when life has these moments of what the actual no one else can do that so that's a a really beautiful piece of advice and we can't expect other people to either you know it's easy to be like oh they they've not checked in or why did they like you know or or that sort of victim mentality it's on us yeah because no one's coming no one's coming to save us it is just does people can help just say and offer advice but no one's going no one came and took me out my slum maybe no one came and took the next person it really is so help you can maybe help through your medication which we all need at times and what we do but at the end of the day, it really is just yourself, isn't it? Yeah, it's down to us. And um, so be kind to yourself. And yeah. Um, yeah. Listen to your gut feeling. Yes. <laughs> and uh, just to uh, sort of end this beautiful discussion, do you have a mojo song for people's playlists? A song that really fills you up or helps you bring out that inner child or just calms you? can be anything at all okay there's two songs so there's one that i used to listen to in bodro sigma sigma uh-huh it's um, i'm not going to sing it because i can't sing it's that one i know you're tired of what is it i know you're tired of loving oh i know you're tired of loving. it's like the girl that's left on her own at parties and she's tired of not being loved but it's a really upbeat one Oh, like, you know so, it. I know you're tired of loving, with loving someone. Um, write that one down, and you know what I mean. And also, I I'm a bit funny. I like opera, <laughs> so oh. you know. The, do you know the British Airways song? It's by Fleur Duet. It's oh. the one. The British Airways when you used to go on the airplane and they yes. would play the British uh-huh. Airways. Uh-huh. That one. Oh. I listened to it yesterday. It takes me back to when I was in my twenties, when I was sort of working between Glasgow Airport and London, mm-hmm. and that song I love so much. And oh. it's the two girls that sing it. I'm sure it's F L U E R, like Fleur, Duet, E U E T. Sigma, there's Find Me, Changing. Uh, so I know you're tired of loving someone without loving at all or something. What to do is ping me it and I'll stick it on at the end for people to okay. do it. Oh, Karen, thank you so much for bringing so much mojo and honesty and inspiration and also for those little techniques that you taught us as well. I'm feeling quite relaxed. Just want to go yeah. and the face now. <laughs> <laughs> we could do a, we'll do a lesson one evening we'll do a full hour right we can do that that'll be lovely oh, if you're watching the cheek and the jaw 
Here's a nice one before I go for your jaw, okay? Because um, sometimes if we're really tense, we bite. Oh and yeah, I'm a grinder, I'm a grinder. Yeah. Right, so you put your thumbs like this and you're kind of locking them under and then you hold like that. So you just smooth along, keeping your mouth quite consistent at the front and lifting off. So don't stretch your mouth, just go. If your skin's quite dry, you can apply some oil. Uh -huh, and then just, uh -huh. This is also an excellent one for like definition of the jawline. And as you're doing this, you're going along like little acupressure points and you're releasing stress. Oh, that's good. Get to breathe. No. breathe. Oh, nice. I love a facial massage. Mm -hmm. Do you know? Uh, oh, just those. And also one more technique. If you're sitting and you're maybe watching television or driving, don't just let your face fall. If you can push these muscles back, so you've got zygomatics that go up like this. Mm -hmm. If you can push them back slightly like that, so you've got a tiny smile and it keeps your rosy cheeks. So if you're out driving, <laughs> smiling at everybody, <laughs> that will really help plump your cheeks up. Oh, <laughs> I love it. I try and smile as much as possible. I'm known for smiling a lot, so hopefully that's... Maybe that's why people tell me I have nice skin. You never know, but uh, yeah. I'll need to work on the need to work on the forehead. I think. Yes. <laughs> With my Forehead's You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Just my do that. Lines. <laughs> well, thank you so much, and I'll put all your dates in the show notes. And um, keep inspiring. Can't wait to see what you do next. And and stay a free, stay a free spirit. I know, I know. Erin, I love her. She's like, let's go for lunch sometime. I'm like, yes, your chat is brilliant, girl. So first song, Sigma, Nobody to Love. With nobody to love, nobody, nobody. Oh, I'm twerking right now. Oh, get that on your playlist. Nobody to love, nobody, nobody. Oh. I love this bit. Ah uh, ha honey. Uh, 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 uh. The BAA song, guys. Oh yeah. If opera's your thing, you can just really, you can even twerk to opera, couldn't you? I think there's a real beauty in that song. I should really be practicing um, with the singing lesson, so you've got to really Put your mouth open like you're yawning and really focus on your breathing. I'll need to do it, practice it so much to lock it down. But it's like... It's far too high for me. But if I was doing it lower, so mouth open wide. <laughs> um, I'm just playing around guys um, all my love to you <laughs> keep working it keep owning it keep being kind to yourself mm.